This is the Ice Blue Money Podcast with Greg Carter and Danny Bullock. Achieving your dream retirement is a lot like making the big leagues. To achieve your dreams, you need great coaches. Each week, Greg and Danny share insights to help you reach your financial goals and achieve your retirement dreams. Now, the Ice Blue Money Podcast with Greg Carter and Danny Bullock. Oh, man. Greg, Danny, good to see you, gentlemen. How are you? Great. Best day of my life. I am feeling amazing. Uh, Good to see you guys. This, of course, is the Ice Blue Money Podcast, all about getting to and getting through retirement. And that's what Danny and and Greg get together and and talk about every week. And uh, we got a lot of good stuff coming up today. Before we get started, please uh, remember to hit your like, subscribe, follow. I don't know why they can't make just one button, but whatever it is, I'll let you know that a new new episode has come out. Make sure you press that. Uh, But we... (laughs) We were just talking off the air a minute ago. At the time of this recording, it's the weekend before Labor Day, and uh, Greg's got an anniversary coming up, to which both Danny and I said, wait a minute, football starts this weekend. What Mm. were you thinking? What were you thinking? (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, I'm a planner. I I know what kind of underwear I'm going to wear tomorrow already. (laughs) So I did strategically look at that. And uh, when we thought about planning the wedding, I had to make sure there were no big games coming on uh, that year for uh, that weekend, Labor Day weekend. So it worked out. But that is a question. Like, what would you do if you had a fall wedding? You were invited to it. Maybe you were asked to be a part of a wedding party and your team's playing. I know if the Raiders have a big game, I'm probably going to have to FaceTime in for the wedding if it's not my <laughs> wedding. I, mean, I, I don't know what else to do. I, I, I don't I don't understand that statement, Greg. You said the Raiders have a big game. It, what? Be nice. Be Danny, nice. I'm just saying. I, wow. 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 I, I don't know. Uh, one, I probably think that person really didn't like me a lot. You know, if they uh, plan a fall wedding and set it up during the season. I, I, I don't know. Like Greg, I would either zoom in or I'd be stuck at the bar all night <laughs> and, and that wouldn't be much fun. Wasn't there a, like uh, was it a beer commercial that was like that a couple of years ago where it's a wedding and and suddenly the dude and the, one of the guys in the crowd just stands up screaming because he was watching it on his phone? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> that would be me. That's that's I, I would just be there with my phone watching the game right. that way. But Gre- Greg and I both live here in SEC country, and uh, and that, you talk about religion. Uh, yeah, I, I know absolutely. people. I know people who will not do their wedding in the fall because of football, college football specifically, because you know, people just don't do that here. Greg. <laughs> right. Well, you guys have seen my wife. It was it was worth uh maybe missing a few right. few hours of the SEC that weekend. Yeah, you get a you get a pass. You're right. <laughs> Thank You're you. Right. Yeah, college football I understand. Uh Raiders, I'm still at a loss. I, I... Danny, we can pull the head to head record. We can pull up head to head Ravens and Raiders over the last ten years if you want. You're, 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 you're right. I don't want to do that, Greg. You're you're probably gonna prove my point, so I don't want to do that. (laughs) But I just, you know, again, I don't understand. I don't think uh, females understand to some degree how important football is to some men. And to a larger degree for me, it literally is the best thing. And I shouldn't say this on record because my wife is going to listen to it. (laughs) Too late. It's too late. It's like all of the major holidays in one when football season starts. Like, oh, my God. You know, and so we, we absolutely love it. But Sundays at our house. Our big football days after church, um, we love to yeah. have Sunday dinner and watch football all um, afternoon uh, on Sunday. So it, it's actually a great family thing to do as well. But yeah, planning the wedding, you know, a weekend of events. No, I, I don't think that guy's your friend. I really don't. All right. So <laughs> as we get into the show today, um, 
I thought this was rather interesting. When we start planning for retirement, none of us wants to really consider the the needs of healthcare, right? I mean, we know we're going to need it. We know we're going to have to plan for it. But nobody wants to talk about the uh, the serious stuff. And now it seems that long-term healthcare insurance may become a thing that you're required to have. I don't know if you all saw this, but the state of Washington has issued an ultimatum. There's a list of other states here that are thinking about it as well. You have to get long-term care insurance or you're going to pay the price in the form of a payroll tax. Mm. So like in Washington state, it would be 58 cents for every $100 earned. But this is what blew my mind. Even with the tax, the state-supplied benefit is only $36,500 lifetime benefits. Well, I mean, a couple if you of get months? seriously sick, I mean, please. I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot to me. You guys are in the business. What, what do you think? No, I mean, it's it's true. It It's 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 long-term care, having to pay for skilled nursing, whether that's in your home or in a facility. We, we can't underestimate that. And, I, and we always look for, with our clients, that ability to cover expenses that are not covered by Medicare, Medicaid, employer-sponsored benefits. It, it, it's so important. Uh, there's a stat that was put out by the Employee Benefit Research Institute that said a 65-year-old couple with median prescription drug expenses who retire this year will need $295,000 to enjoy a 75% chance of being able to pay all of their remaining lifetime medical bills and $360,000 to have a 90% chance. So that just brings the point home. You got to plan for not just investments or taxes or uh, a state as we do, but also healthcare is so important. Yeah. And I think the fact that the states are now starting to look at it because they're really on the hook for it. You know, if individuals go into nursing homes and they can't afford it and end up on Medicaid at some point, state ends up picking up the cost. And now they're probably realizing like, look, you know, with the amount of people looking to go into retirement years, the next 10, 20 years, we're not going to be able to afford covering this. And so forcing individuals to get it sounds like a crazy way to do it. But like Greg said, it really should be a part of your overall financial plan, a nice, solid one. With that being said, and I'm sure this is something you talk to your folks about then, about getting your own insurance, right? Not not relying on the state, but having something that will help with these expenses. Because like Greg said, whether it's uh, in a home or in your home, the cost of all that stuff is going up. Although I have seen a lot more movement towards in-home care, I think, because it's so expensive to go to the actual homes, right? And I think, you know, sometimes for individuals, uh, being at home is uh, a better fit because you're still around your family and they do have the, you know, uh, capabilities to have people come in to do, you know, most of the work, CNA work uh, to help individuals out and visiting nurses, you know, to be able to help people at home. But at some point you may have something going on where you need to go into a facility and these things are really expensive. I know in Rhode Island where we're at uh, average, and this is a single or a double occupied room. You're looking between, uh, depending on the nursing home, between eight and $14,000 a month. And that's sharing God. a room with somebody. So think about what that adds up to uh, on a yearly basis and, and what you will liquidate, you know, if, as far as retirement assets. And if you had a home, you know, there are actually um, systems in place where you could actually have a Medicaid sale on your home that they would use those funds to go towards paying for your uh, nursing home care and things of that nature. So think about things you would have to liquidate if you ended up having to go into the nursing home towards the end of your life. It's almost like a, a Medicare bankruptcy thing, right? Where they just come in and start selling stuff to pay the bill. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 
and you know you what you were talking about i'm looking at the list of states and massachusetts is a state that's actually considering this new change and so i really got to bring it to the attention of a lot of my clients even though you know there are some cost effective ways that we can build in you know long term care uh, one of those ways is making sure you know your life insurance has a component in it where it could help cover uh, some of your long term care needs Absolutely. And there are also some asset based long term care solutions that we could look at through um, some of the products that that we have in our arsenal. So, again, just so important, even if you're going to do something in the home, you got to pay. There's a cost to modify your home. You got to have a care coordinator. Uh, The person may have to have training. All that is paid for by the client when they have home health care. I think the stat you just spoke about, Greg, about uh, prescription drugs as well, talking about what it could cost if you have certain uh, ailments and you need to come out of pocket for prescriptions. And that's why it's vital that when you do your overall retirement planning, that you're just not looking at your the income um, investment consulting piece of it, where you're just, you know, have somebody managing the funds and things of that nature. You need to have a full, well-rounded plan where you're thinking about tax strategies and you're thinking about the medical situations that could come up in the future. So true. Yeah. And especially with the prescription costs and stuff. I know when my folks got older and, and they were living with us for a little bit, that was a big concern for my mom. And I, I know that uh, every year too, the uh, folks at Medicare try to start haggling with some of the bigger known drugs, I think, to get prices down and all that. It's something you have to consider. It's all part of planning for retirement. And uh, that kind of leads me to my next thing where how hard is it really to plan for retirement, right? I mean, you save while you work, spend it when you stop. <laughs> it's just that simple, right? <laughs> but you know, even folks who own businesses of their own tend to neglect planning for retirement because they assume the well, the business is going to fund their retirement for many years through a sale or a transition. But I, I read an article recently in Kiplinger that said you would do a lot better working with a financial advisor for investment and tax strategies if you do own a business. So I thought, well, you know what? That's a great article. And I know a couple of guys that can talk about it a lot better than I can. So I thought I'd bring that in today, fellas. When, do you, when you work with business owners, do you find most of them not really planning for retirement because they figure they'll just live off of their business when they sell it? I, I think um, that's a part of it. The other part, of, I think, is uh, their issue is they're so engulfed in running the business that they're not really thinking about the day they stop. You know, they're so involved with the day to day and, you know, nose to the grind, that sort of thing. I have a business uh, owner client of mine that comes to mind. He is uh, you know, maybe 40 years old. His father had him when he was you know, a little older. And so his father is in his mid 70s. and they never really had a succession plan in place for his son to take over the business, even though that was the setup overall. He has a sister that's not involved in the business. But, you know, we were able to come in at the um, last couple of years of his father, you know, being around his father, still around one or two days a week when he wants to come in, but really set up a succession plan that worked for both of them. He was able to take over the business but actually set up funding where uh, Phil could end up paying his father out a lump sum at the beginning. And over the next couple of years, he makes payments to his father to uh, completely buy the business out. But that was never thought of when they sat down and talked about him overall taking over the business. They didn't have an actual plan in place. And we were able to come in last couple of years, put that into place and actually help uh, his father go off and to a nice retirement. You know, he can actually walk away from the business with money in his pocket. Yeah. And I, I think that gets underestimated. You, you, you're so involved in doing 
the business of the business that you forget about those things. Uh, here in, in my office suite, there are some attorneys and it's a father and son team. The father's 73. I think he's about to turn 74 and the son is early 30s. And I, I observe them and can kind of hear them dealing with clients. And the father is very integral to that business. And I think, my God, if he decided, hey, I don't want any more or God forbid he had some kind of ailment and he couldn't then come in here and practice, the son would be overloaded because the load is 50-50 and maybe mm. a little bit more than 50-50 with the father and his over 40 years of knowledge with law. So what kind of plan do they have? Do they have key man insurance on the father and on the son if one of them's out so they'd be able to hire some help if they needed to? So all of those are things that we, we work with uh, our business owner clients to kind of plan for the future because tomorrow's not scripted. We don't know what's going to happen, but we can prepare for it. And I think that's the um, one of the best points, you know, Greg, it's not scripted. And, you know, dealing with individuals, I always talk to the business owners and ask them hypothetically, what would you like the end of this to be? You know, how would you like to end, you know, uh, with the company? Do you want to sell it? Do you hope to pass it down? Do you have some an employee who is uh, really good that you trust that you think would be able to step into um, your shoes and purchase it from you? And we kind of get them thinking about those things. And then we go in to setting up what needs to be done to accomplish what they want to have happen. And a lot of individuals, unfortunately, business owners don't start thinking about selling until they're really tired and they want to get out. And then it kind of puts us, you know, sometimes in a corner because last thing you want to do is let people know you're having a fire sale. You know, nobody wants to be to buy a company from somebody who wants to drop it, you know, tomorrow because, you know, businesses have a really um, high success rate when the business owner, selling owner stays around a little bit and helps, you know, with the transition. So we want to make sure that we get in there early enough to be able to set these things up. So it's a higher success rate of uh, the partner or the individuals taking over uh, don't fail in the next three to five years. Yeah, I'm, I'm just curious. Is it as easy sometimes if I own the business as just putting it in my will to my kid? Or is there a lot more involved because it's a business? <laughs> I mean, it's not like leaving a, a, a diamond ring behind for somebody, mm. right? It's not a simple answer because every business is different. But to your point, it, it you want to be really deliberate and careful about how you do that. Um, just leaving it in a will opens it up um, to some potential challenges. So we don't want to do that. But uh, we're, we're equipped to, to figure out the best way to make that succession plan work and make it airtight. And, you know, another scenario I just thought about real quick is what if you're in a partnership? And there are three of you, right? And then one person, God forbid, dies or has a disability. Well, their family is looking for their share of the business, right? That was their partnership agreement. Well, how do you buy that family out or, or give them what they're promised based on a partnership agreement? That's another thing that we want to help set up in planning because people don't think about that. And, oh, oh, the three amigos will live forever. The business <laughs> will thrive but what if something happens to one of them? That family is looking for their payout. So um, another thing that we really want to drive home with business owners, yeah, we'll set you up for retirement. Yeah, we'll make sure that you, you're optimized for taxes. But what about succession planning? And when it comes to having a business partner, one of the questions I always pose to both of them is, you know, do you want to work with their children? A lot of times that mm-hmm. seems to be, uh, you know, one of the bigger issues, honestly. Yes, you know, absolutely. It's always, you know, an issue because 
the children come in, you know, and they have their own ideas and they don't really align with what the two partners actually started out with. And so we look to set up the policies where the surviving business owner will be able to buy out the family. He'll have first rights to buy out the family from the business uh, if he so chooses. So so he doesn't have to deal with that dynamic. And and that, you know, mm-hmm. saves him a headache for having a younger partner, you know, new ideas and stuff like that. And maybe not wanting to go in the same direction that the company's going in. And so, you know, I always like to ask that question as well. Well, these kind of questions are, are what Greg and Danny do. Guys. I mean, if you're listening and you've got questions about your retirement or you've got questions about selling your business or what it's going to take to make sure your business goes to the right folks, these are the kind of things that both Greg and Danny handle. Absolutely. And so that's why uh, we get together every week to talk about this, to let you know about it. Please go to the website, too. You can check them out at icebluemoney.com. It's a good way to get in touch with Greg or Danny. And uh, again, it's icebluemoney.com. You'll find uh, the podcast out there. You'll find a way to reach out to these guys, some good tips that are available to you as well. So, uh, Greg, happy anniversary this weekend. I'll let you you know how the game goes. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) All the best, guys. Always a pleasure to be with you and uh, look forward to it again next time. Thanks so So much for listening. Remember, hit follow, subscribe, like on the way out. Yeah, and don't forget that the future depends on what you do today. Keep believing in what you're building and we will see you next time. You've been listening to Greg Carter and Danny Bullock and the Ice Blue Money Podcast, helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of investment and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any comments regarding safety and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advice products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company. No legal advice options or recommendations are being made in respect to this proposal. You should consult your tax professional or attorney concerning such advice and opinions.